Hello, friend. This is Almost Cancelled. I'm Peter, and this is Connor. Hey, guys. We're going to talk about Mr. Robot Season 2, Episode 5. It's called Eps 2.3 underscore Logic Bomb dot HC. Any idea what HC is? Nope. Yeah, not a clue. Uh, full spoilers, as always, for our reviews, so uh, you've been warned. What an interesting episode. One, you know, I was enjoying it, right? And it was doing a lot of interesting things. And then the last ten minutes, just like, so, someone walked in and went, you know what, see those dials? Did they go up to 11? Because you, you know what, I was thinking, I was like, oh, I really like this episode. This might be better than last week's episode. <laughs> is kind of what I was thinking. And then it gets to that point. I'm like, nope, this is better. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, we're beginning with this one. So... I think I'll start with Angela. I want to talk about Angela. Mm, Angela was by far the most interesting she's been all season. Ex- yeah, I, I completely agree with that. I was thinking the exact same thing. Uh, for a couple of different reasons, I think. I think she, up until this point, like most of her stuff is mostly been there so that she has something to do. So she's just, like in the like, I feel like you could almost delete most of it, but then she's missing for like four episodes, really, for the most part. Yeah, you just got to have something to kind of check in with her almost. So it's been very like just her personal stuff or her like own self-esteem problems without really connecting to anything else. And as part of that, she also wasn't interacting with anyone else, like on the main cast. Yeah. You know, other than obviously uh, Philip who runs Evil Corp. But, uh, and I think that was damaging her because in this episode, she's brought into the main, like see when she walks into her house and Darlene's sitting there, I'm like, okay, right. It's five, the real when, shit's starting now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Things, get, things are getting real. So, right away it was interesting because she was involved in the plot. I like that they brought up her boyfriend from last season in the CD. Uh, he's a smarmy prick, by the way. It's cheeky, try to record the conversation. It, it was, when he says it, it just kind of throws it out so, like, dirty casually. Yeah. And she's like, nope, not having it. <laughs> yeah, I can see through you, scumbag. Yeah, yeah I see it. Um, yeah, I thought, I thought that was an interesting scene. And that, and that was, uh, like, that, that made her more involved in the plot. But then she goes to see Elliot. And yeah. this was a very interesting scene. Uh, we'll talk about Darlene seeing him again uh, in a little bit, but her seeing him, A, it was really nice to see them interact together. Yep. Because she was very much the heart of season one in a lot of ways, because she was his... She anchored him to reality. Yeah. And even though the, f- the first little bit of this is them just talking about the, uh, you know, the, the FBI and the hacking and whatever... Once it gets towards the end of the scene and they just start talking about his fish, which, by the way, you get a cookie. You were right about her having his fish. It's rare. Rare you giving me credit. Yeah, you get a cookie. Because you, you, you called that exactly. So, fair, fair play. But, yeah, see when they bring up the fish and they start smelling and laughing about it, I'm like, oh, man. Like, this is actually really sweet. Like, this is really good. <laughs> like, I'm feeling things. I'm happy for them. I am as well. It's all the more bittersweet where I'm more convinced than ever that Elliot's there against his will. Yes, even though I was paying very good attention in these scenes that have been, like, ever since this theory's been yeah. going around, but one thing I noticed in the Darlene scene, when Darlene came to see him to talk about, she referred to the mother, but she didn't say mother, she said, where's the evil... She, uh, she devil. She devil, there we go, that was the phrase. I know, because last week we specifically pointed out she didn't reference the mother at all, and we, we thought it was really weird. Whereas this, it's still... I mean, it could just be a guard, but then why was there no guard there? I don't think... I'm thinking it's more his... Uh, well, not his actual therapist, because we know her, but I feel like it's a nurse or someone 
that usually is there. Uh, it could be. And she's the she-devil. Maybe that's just a reference to One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, if you've seen that movie. Uh, there's an evil nurse in that. Or at least she seems evil to the patients. Right. And, I like, you know, that's what I immediately thought of when she called her that. Not that she was ever called that in that movie specifically, but, you know, that, that just, like, that idea. Yeah. Was what I immediately thought of. Uh, but no, that was a really sweet scene between Elliot and Angela. Like, I really... Like, I was feeling things. And her, her being more in, into it, and then the actual... Her cliffhanger, when she actually joins F Society... I, mean, I don't know if she's, like, per- joining permanently, but when she walks in, and it's, like, the, the OG F Society from last yeah. season... She's and, been brought into the fold. And she's in that team now, at least for this next bit. And she's going to be in, like, this... Not heist, but this, you know, planting of thing in the yeah. FBI floor. The moment I really loved was during the Elliot scene with her, and um, she's talking about it, and she goes, I-, I, wand- I waited to decide until I came to see you, because I wouldn't do it unless you knew it was, like, if- unless you fully believed mm-hmm. in it. And even though he's trying to convince her not to do it, she can see that he does that believe, he does he believe do it, yeah. that it-, it would work. Yeah. Yeah, she trusts him uh, with this, despite whatever craziness is going on. Uh in fact, another moment I really loved in that is the when she asks him, or when he's explaining why he didn't see her, why he's not he's been refusing to talk to her. He's like, I didn't want to talk to you again until I stopped seeing him. And she says, well, how is that going? And he's, he just blatantly says, my dead father's standing behind you right now. It's when she looks around and the ca- it cuts to her perspective of her, him not being there. Well, that's the thing. He wasn't there in the first place, but as soon as he says that, you see a shot of him standing there, and then it turns to that wide shot where she t- proper turns around and he's not there. Yeah. Because we'd, we'd been seeing him behind him in that? Or was that in the Darlene scene? I don't know. Uh, yeah, it was very, all the scenes I've done, like he's been there and he's not been there. He's you know, popped in yeah. and out. Uh, it varies, but that was, and I was thinking at the time, you know what, even if you're Angela and you're sitting there and you know you know he's crazy and you know what, what this is, you would still turn around. You have to, don't you? You'd, you'd just, still look. <laughs> you have to double check. You'd still look. You still would. Anyone who says they wouldn't is uh, lying. Blatant lies. But no, I, Angela was really interested in this episode, so that, that was a really, really big plus from uh, previous episodes this season. Because I like her character, she just hasn't had the greatest stuff to do. She's just not had anything to do up yeah. till this point, really. Which is a shame, because she was kind of important in season one, even to the plot, as we learned in this, like the CD coming back up. Mm. She was very important in that regard. So yeah, it was nice to see her sort of utilise more and actually be a part of things, and it was exciting seeing her go to the F Society people, Definitely. and seeing her and Darlene talk again. You know, in this new world where we know all these things that they were friends, and you know, mm. so uh, no, uh, so that, so that's good. Now let's talk about FBI lady. Let's talk about her subplot of this episode. FBI lady Dom, um, and I don't know her name. I just like calling her FBI lady, cause. And she investigating stuff to go back to was it Steel Mountain the the place that they they've renamed it Steel Valley. Yeah, yeah, I yeah, that, it's kind of like they, they had that really low audio under the music as if it's like only something ah like, oh, you might hear this casually but it's not. Was was Steel Valley not like the the real place that it's based on? There was something it was Steel something still because you know it was based on like a real place. Yeah, I think it might have been Valley was the real place. I can't remember. I have to check. But yeah, they were rebranding. Yeah, rebranding. Um, and this also uh, coincides with their boss. Like, right, okay, we're going to China. 
because we believe the Dark Army, which we've been known about since Season 1, may have been involved in all of this. And obviously we also knew that the backup servers and all that were all in China. Um, so as soon as, as soon as they say they go to China, I'm like, we're going to see White Rose, aren't we? Yeah. He's going to be there. There'd be no point in going to China and not having that link yeah. in this show. It would be kind of it would be a wasted opportunity. Yeah, but the question I had in my head was, okay, what which version of them are we going to see? That, yeah, that was that was the good question. I think it was very interesting because we learn about this other side of. Them. Yeah, yeah, because he like because obviously the only time we'd seen his well quote unquote male side is in that little scene at the end of season one. You know, it's mostly been the female version of him we've seen, and. Uh, I love the, the scene where they first arrive and they go into the the, the the dinner table sort of what's this an office table it's a conference room but you know it's yeah. like a big dinner table kind of thing and the CIA guy or the FBI guy is like asking all these questions and they're just sort of like yes you have access yes and BD Wong's just being BD Wong and then Dom interrupts now if if I if, if this was taken out of context and I had just seen this scene in a vacuum on its own I would swear uh, BD Wong's character was sexist as hell because when she interrupts and asks him a question about the Dark Army, the look in his face is like, "Did this woman just speak?" <laughs> yeah, I think I think it's less like you're you're not high enough in the rankings yeah. to dare address me like. But this. She, I think she was like the only woman in the room, or at least, you know, the only one sort of in the, in the main part of the table. She might have been. So it, it just really like it stood yeah. out to me. He's like, out of context, this would look really sexist to me. He's like, yeah. Okay, it, yeah. And not even just that, the way every other man in the room goes quiet, like, oh my god, something awkward just happened. Like, oh. Yeah, see, I, I don't think any of it was intended to be... Oh no, I, I don't think so either, it was just something that uh, crossed my mind. Cause this uh, White Rose's male part, what's his rank? Like, He has a title. Uh, they say it later on in the episode, he is the chief of like international security or something like that. It's pretty pretty high up in the government then, yeah? It is. So the, the fact that he is... We know White Rose is connected to the Dark Army, so that's a really interesting double life he's leading. You know, no pun intended, given the given the, yeah. uh, the gender swapping that he seems to be doing on a regular basis. Uh, but the more interesting scene with him was later on when they had like everyone over at his house for a, a gala, and Dom goes snipping, claiming to look for the bathroom, but I'm pretty sure she was snipping. She was definitely sleeping. She was up to no good. And she finds all of his clocks. It's like the goddamn opening scene from Back to the Future when she walks in there and it's just clocks all <laughs> over the place. Uh, which is interesting because as we know from season one, Back to the Future Part 2 is Elliot's favourite film. And this is I, key. I'm not sure that was intentional to this. Well, no, see, I actually think something I'm about to say is kind of intentional. Oh, okay. And a weird way to that. Because... He gets close to her and he sort of reveals a few things about himself and she, he asks her a bunch of questions and uh, how she like was proposed to and she like ran out of the restaurant like and then you know and she sure. ended up with the FBI and all that and she made it feel uh, uh, he made her like feel like she, they were getting kind of close in a weird way like they were sort of like letting each other know personal things hmm. and he even like kind of lets his secret out like he takes her into this room with all the dresses and claims that it's his sister even knowing full well that being someone in the FBI could easily find out that he doesn't actually have a system. Yeah, it would be public record. Yeah. Um, even if you're not a politician, it's not that hard to find out if someone's got a sibling. It's, you know, it's not... No, especially when it's someone who is that famous, like, yeah. like in, in a Chinese government situation. Um, and I'll get I'll get to what I think about that specifically after I say my, my first thing. He talks a lot about alternate realities here, alternate universes and timelines. And 
I think this is very interesting because I think he's living out too. Like, even though... Oh, I don't think there's actually science fiction in the show. Yeah, there's no literal option. Yeah, but I think he's living out too. That's the whole, like, being a man in one life where he's, like, this government guy and being a woman in this other life where he's, like, the, the head of this dark army. Like, I think he's living out two alternate realities. And for me... I actually did think about the future part two because that movie is about mm. an alternate timeline. So well, maybe it wasn't Ted Snowden. So I don't know. I, I that occurred to me because that was something that was definitely brought up. But to uh, hit the other thing, I was getting that though, him like being personal with her. This linked to uh, Joanna's story for me. Yeah, I get that. Because her whole thing about uh, letting the guy realize why he's being killed. Willie, Willie's being killed, so he doesn't just die not knowing, and paying respect to them even though you're killing them. To me, that's what he was doing here. He was, he was her understand before the yeah, like he was like getting all this information, and he was respecting her by learning about her and you know letting mm. her into some personal information because he knew. And this is of course me assuming, but I think it's fairly likely that the following shootout that happens is a result of him and the Dark Army. Do you know what? When that scene like starts, when it just transitions into that, that's the moment where I was like, yep, this is better than the last episode. Because this, it, it's so visceral, those first gunshots from off-screen and the woman next to her. Was it a woman? Yeah, the yeah, woman so next to her. Just... So, and do, do, you know I, do you know what I relate about that? That that scene is that A, it comes out of nowhere, you do not see it coming at all. It just starts. The woman is actually mid-swallowing like a bit of food that she was eating. Which just yeah. adds to that that sense of oh this just hit out of nowhere. Once it heart starts as well, the camera keeps one shot. It never yeah. cuts, and it, it's all just on her. It follows Dom behind the counter. We see her go out, take a shot. Follows her back behind it, and then we see the guy commit suicide rather than like potentially be caught. Like that's how dedicated to the cause he is. Yeah, and it was really visceral and really like fantastically directed. Yeah, yeah, exceptional. Yeah, it was. And out of fucking nowhere as well. It's not like, oh, we're expecting a big action scene soon or anything like that. It just... You don't expect anything like that in this show because there hasn't really been any. Yeah, not like that. Yeah, Nothing, nothing like that. And mm, Sam oh. Esmail, of course, is uh, knocking out the park in terms of directing this season. Yeah, just killed it. Uh, so so that, that was the second cliffhanger of the episode. <laughs> a lot, we ended with a lot of cliffhangers. Every, every character almost had like a cliffhanger type thing at the end. It makes sense because this is what pretty much halfway through the season now. Uh, well, one more is halfway because it's twelve. It, so that's a twelve. I thought it was eleven. Yeah, because uh, both the first and the last are like two two parts. Right, of course. Yeah. So, um, although it's scary that we're that close to halfway already, I don't want us to be over that. I color. know it's it's. <sighs> um. So we'll go to Janna. We'll, no, we'll leave Elliot for oh, okay. for last. Uh, save the, the, the lead for the, for the main right. event. Uh, so Joanna's uh, investigating where these these packages are coming from and the phone calls. She's got her bodyguard going out and they kill that guy that we seen last week or two weeks ago who was like, oh, the FBI are talking to me, blah, 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 and all that. Uh, yeah, his death scene was really sort of brutal and her describing why she wanted him to die that way. Yeah, it's. It was interesting. I think the line that got me was when when she says why, and then at the end of it she just says, "Otherwise we're no more than just petty murderers." It's like she really has like a really high opinion of herself, despite losing all of her status. Yeah, um, but again, that's why I linked that to. Uh, 
Yeah. To White Rose and his, at least, well, he's murdered at least most of the FBI agents were there, but certainly he was aiming for Dom. That that's the assumption. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's what I think. That's because that's why he specifically spoke to her. Like, I think he sensed that she was like realized that she's the threat. Yeah, she, she's the one poking around and could yeah. get to something. So, uh, otherwise, though, Joanna's story ends in a very ambiguous way, very ambiguous cliffhanger. It does, doesn't it? Yeah, because she gets the the phone call, no, no voice on the other end, and she runs out, and we see that ambulance go past. And it's mm. just it's very, very ambiguous. I don't, I don't even know what to guess there. I don't even have any, any sort of inkling as what that could mean. I don't either. I feel like it's... I think that's intentional because she doesn't know what's going on either. Oh, yeah, yeah. Right, so we're meant to feel like she does. It's like what what's actually happening. Mm. Which kind of makes it awkward to watch in ways because you don't really understand what's going on. I'm just like you know they're teasing all season until we get to the okay here's what happened when Elliot went for the gun moment you know it's gonna it's coming up I'm I'm calling episode seven it's worth pointing as well this is the first episode not counting the second part of the two part because that was essentially one big episode this is the first episode that didn't start with a flashback pre season one no oh actually I'll tell you, I suppose this flashback at the start of the first one was not pre season one but you know what I mean like they've all started with flashbacks up until this point yeah what did the, this one didn't did it. This one didn't, but uh, you know we had Romero and thinking mm. like getting into the place for the first time. We had the birth of Mister Robot last week. You know, yeah, yeah, you're right. This is the first one that's not. However, it did start with Elliot getting back in the game, and um, we got the mm. edit, the not the edit, the the hacking music returned that we haven't yeah. heard. Yeah, I think this is exactly why we didn't get a flashback because they don't want to leave us waiting any longer. Because we got mm. that moment at the end of last week where he's like, "I'm gonna hack FBI." And yeah. it just starts with that straight in. Yeah, yeah. It's, he's doing that. Uh, that guy that was beat up, like, comes by and he whips out a notepad. Again, that's a little slice of life moment. I'm like, hey, I use notepad. <laughs> yeah, it's one of the things where it just it feels like how people use com- like people who use computers properly, yeah. how they do it. Yeah, and also he was using Firefox, so it was nice to recognize the browser and it wasn't some made up, you know. Yeah, it's easy to do. I mean, obviously, this show has gone above and beyond for stuff that obviously even like way advanced over our level. That I'm sure is entirely accurate, though. I mean, I'm sh- I'm sure it isn't. It isn't like I, I imagine like some of the the hacking stuff is there's a lot of liberty taken just because I think there's stuff they don't show us because mm. they don't want us to know how to do it. I think everything <laughs> they do show us, I think, is accurate. Because I know they have a lot of like hacking consultants. Yeah, yeah. And I think I read at one point um, he had like in season one he had something in the script that one of the consultants told him was inaccurate. So they just changed the entire scene to work around making it more accurate. Hmm, that's interesting. Because he, uh, yeah, I, I would hate to be the, uh, you need a consultant, because imagine, like it's one thing if you're writing a script, right, and you get to like a scene in the hospital and you're, oh wait, I don't know what the procedure actually is here, like what, what would they do here? It's one thing to like look that up and like fact check your own script. It's another thing to have something like hacking where the characters are meant to be experts in like doing it yeah, constantly. Yeah, you have to have like someone who really knows what they're doing to, to explain it to you and help you get that right. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, and he, even, like, having all this stuff on the screen as he's doing it, like, you know, you'd have a consultant with the... Uh, wouldn't be the FX guy, but, you know, whoever's, like, putting in the, the VT, because obviously it won't actually be him typing, it'll be, like, video getting played back on the monitor or whatever. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, no, so we find out what Ray's actually involved in. We know he had an online business. We knew it was illegal. We knew it was illegal. 
Um, and that's something as soon as he like stepped in, like he was, he was, you know, he, the way he spoke, it was like, okay, he's up to something illegal. He's up, up to something. Do you know what the biggest tell for me of how bad it would it was going to be? Hmm. The very first episode of Mr. Robot, the very first conversation, is about a guy in that in that cafe, the coffee yeah, shop, yeah. and it's about a, a child porn site, right? And that's how the show starts. So it has to have escalated from that at this point. Joe, you know it's funny you say that because see, as soon as he was like, "You have no idea what this site is," or right, I should say, "Typed," you have no idea what this site yeah. is, and he's like, "How bad is it?" And I'm in my head, I'm like, "Wait a minute, that started with a child like porn site that was like way back in season one," and I'm like, "So it's either that again, like, or how worse could it be?" Like that's that's what I was thinking. I was like, "See, that's what I thought." I was like, "Well, you could do that again because that's pretty fucking bad," but then it's like. That's how the show starts. I mean, is that that's not enough at this point almost? And then he sees what's uh, actually on there, and I'm sure child porn is on there because everything seemed to be it's, on there. It's Craigslist for illegal shit. Yeah, it was. You know, they had drugs on there, weapons. Uh, they had kidnapped like girls from other countries. Yep. Uh, it was like the worst of the worst. Like everything you could possibly. Imagine. Anything you can think of that's illegal, you could get it on that site pretty much by the look of it. Yeah, um, and you this could is, hire a hitman. You could hire a hitman, and this is one of the things uh, I was really intrigued by when we got here. Is Elliot immediately was like, and this was like a return of season one, Elliot, not just because he was hacking, but because he immediately was like, I need to do something about this. I need to take these guys. And Mister Robot's in his ear, and he's like, No, 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 we've got something to focus on. We've got the FBI and Angela to deal with. We need to do all that. And he's like, He just can't let it go. He, just he, has such a, he has such a moral conscience, really, Can, which yeah. is weird because you don't think of it like that when you watch the show. But he does. I think he has to. I, th- I think if our main character was okay with this going on, we would. Well, no, no. Obviously, that 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 he can't be okay with it. But he's a, he's got a really strong moral conscience mm-hmm. where he has to drop everything and stop this, rather than just not being okay with it. Yeah, it's worth mentioning as well. I'm pretty sure Ray was always dressed in light colors. Until after the scene where Elliot spoke about him maybe leading a double life, again, linking to yeah. all the themes of the episode and White Rose and all that. And I think the scene after that is the first time we've seen him wear black. Is this right at the end? Yeah, I think so, yeah. Where he, where he comes out of the van? Yeah. Yeah. Because he's really intimidating. Uh, he is. Oh, uh, uh, yeah, and it ends with Elliot getting the shit beat out of him and, oh dear, we're in trouble. It was... Another thing that convinced me of the, the prison or mental hospital theory is, you know, where they come to drag him out of the bed. Mm. It looks very much like how you, you know, you know, when you see them in movies where they're dragging screaming patients in like a mental institution out of yeah. the bed. It looked very reminiscent of those shots. Yeah. Do we still think Riz like works there as a guard or something, or someone who has an yeah. office there? Yeah. Yeah. He's got to have a double life. He's got to have a, a cover. I mean, it, I mean, he doesn't have to, but if he's got all this access. And they just call uh, the old guy RT just the old IT guy. Mm. So it's like he worked there as well, I think, is oh, the yeah, idea. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah. So, yeah, I, th- I do think that. But no, um, I, I think we hit all the major points of the episode. We didn't do Darlene. Did she have much of a separate thing? Uh, she was merely just an Angela story, was she not? Well, I suppose you came and speak, speak to Elliot about yeah, Angela. Yeah, that, that, that scene I thought was really interesting, though. Because, I mean, again, her and Angela are the only ones who sat with it sideways rather than end-to-end. Because they're friends and family, rather than 
Gideon, who was... Across the table. Yeah, more of an acquaintance. I think that was really interesting. Just the positioning shows us so much there. Hmm. Yeah. But yeah, like I said, it was, it was the, the mother comment, like the she-devil. It's like, hmm. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's... it's I, you know, it's funny, because we said at the start of the season, when we were talking about all this, that we weren't sure how long it was going to last until they, they dropped the reveal on us. And I thought it'd be done by now, honestly. See, the thing is, now I feel it's like it's so obvious that it doesn't matter when they do it, because Elliot still I, I, hasn't I, been seen in a different location. I, I get that, I absolutely get that. I think, though, for me, one thing this episode really reminded me of, because he spoke to both Darlene and Angela, and I'm kind of looking forward to getting back to, not that I'm not enjoying what's going on right now, is his interaction with other people. Yeah. And I, th- I feel like I'm starting to really sort of long for that a little bit. So... I think I might know what could happen here. He's going to come clean to us and tell us what's happened and mm. where he is, but Ray is going to stop him from leaving. or uh, And so he's going to be fighting to get out. Maybe, yeah. And I, 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 maybe I'm completely off there, but that's where I could see it going. You think something will convince him that he needs to trust us again? Yeah, like like desperation of like he just needs to talk through it and figure out a plan to get out again because Ray's keeping him in because obviously mm. shit's just gone down, but he needs to get out and help the others. Mm. It's all very interesting. Uh, but no, it was a really good episode. Uh, it was. It's fantastic. Yeah, se- season's really progressively mostly getting better as it goes. And that's not that it started weak at all. It's just, you know... There was a worry before this season started that was this a one-hit wonder for, mm. for that first season? But nope. No, no it wasn't. It's not. It's a fantastic episode, guys. So looking forward to next week, uh, which is the next time Connor will be doing a review with us because Connor's moving house, so he's going to miss everything else for the next six days. <laughs> scared. I've got to live with that, isn't it? Yeah, I'm, I'm voluntarily doing what Elliot's doing and closing myself off to the world. You'll be eating your vomit by Saturday. Uh, I'm sure I will. <laughs> Alright, that's uh, Mr. Robot episode 5 of season 2. So let us know what you thought in the comments below. Thoughts, theories, what did you think of uh, my alternate timeline <laughs> idea? Uh, and, you know, everything that's happened with Elliot, where do you think that's all going? Let us know, we always love to hear it. Uh, but yeah, guys, uh, like and subscribe, all that jazz helps us out a lot. Thanks for watching, and we will see you next time. Mm-hmm.